0: Now, over the weekend, some news, right? Uh, the, we, we've got uh, basically a bank that shut down, said, said we're out of coin. Uh, actually, it'll get explained better by our next guest in just a second. Also, Bud Grant passed away, uh, so we'll get to visit with uh, Dave Lee about that. But first off, somebody who was in uh, the United States Senate when they were looking at legislation that involved uh, banking, and that is former United States Senator Heidi Heikamp. Heidi, good to have you back on News & News.
1: Thanks for having me, Joel.
0: All right. So what happened?
1: Well, I mean, basically what happened is uh, you have uh, banks who have been looking for places to park their money because they had excess deposits during the COVID time period. They bought um, uh, interest rate based investments, which means that when the interest rates went up, they started losing money. And so their balance sheet wasn't exactly what it should be. But then what happened is as a further discussion about this, uh, a very large uh, depositor withdrew a very large deposit, which caused kind of a classic run on the bank. And I think most people who understand banking understand that you don't always have the cash on hand that would allow you to give everybody, every depositor, their money back. In fact, you know that's invested to make money so that uh, they can, in fact, pay their depositors' interest rates. And so um, it, we ended up with a liquidity problem. So what do I mean by that? I mean when people said we want to take our money out, they didn't have the cash handy. And so they started selling some of the assets that they had actually at a loss. Um, which means that uh, it created huge problems um, for the regulators. And the regulators stepped in and said, we're going to have to slow this down because this is a classic run on the bank. And so they shut the bank down and over the weekend, um, a number of measures were taken to basically secure the deposits and basically make it possible for the depositors to feel like they could pay payroll, do all the things they needed to do. So, you know, if if you said what what caused this, I think the event that caused the panic was the uh, withdrawal by law, large depositors for money on the bank or for their deposits on the bank, which led to a liquidity problem, which led to their, the bank being unable to cover the deposits that people were seeking to withdraw.
0: So Silicon Valley Bank, uh, was there too big of an investment? Uh, in the tech industry, I mean, was this bank well run?
1: Well, you know, I think I think there's always. It, it, I I think it's interesting because I've been reading. The right says this is they were woke bank. They weren't paying attention to the regular things. They were, you know, too busy worried about, uh, you know, uh, climate and and making the world fair that they weren't paying attention to banking so that's the 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 right story the left story is this is all about a bill that i was instrumental in getting passed which basically allowed regional banks and our, our small community banks to be not as regulated as the large institutions like j p morgan um and and so there's there's there there are the con- conflicting and competing you know ideas on what went wrong which is all being done through the lens of their own political ideology, right? So it's important that we all step back and take a look at what the fundamentals were. If I had to speculate at this point, and it's pure speculation on what caused some of the imbalance on their balance sheet, it would be being heavily invested in just one sector of the economy, which hasn't been doing as well. Tech for years was kind of the golden child. Of the stock market and the golden child of the American economy, we know they've been challenged recently. Even the large ones by by layoffs and by reduction in revenue. And you have also, I I think looking back on it, how much were they inve- invested in crypto? Crypto was and is, in fact, I think a risky investment. But a lot of banks are taking a look at uh, and bolstering their portfolio with crypto investments. So. Is is that going to be a problem? But but the end, the 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 kind of classic thing. What we know today is the event that tipped this into closure. The bank being closed was in fact a classic run on the bank, which uh, is is uh, as old as uh, time. In terms of, uh, uh, if you say why is that important, it's because when investors and depositors lose trust in a financial institution they're going to go in and they're going to withdraw their money and and so when one sees one in this era of social media then everybody came in and that's what caused the the that's the event that caused the bank to be shut down now it's interesting because in in the wake of this there's always the ripple effect of something like this happening you see other banks now being challenged by the same lack of confidence in their institution. Signal Bank, which is a bank that I know well in, in New York, isn't has in fact been shut down by the regulators over the weekend. Um, you know, for those people who say, see, it's all about this bill that deregulated, uh, I just want to point out that Barney Frank, who's part of Dodd-Frank, actually serves on their board of directors. And so, Um, you know, we're going to sort this out over the weeks. Does it mean that your deposits in Wells Fargo or your deposits in your local community bank are at risk? I would say no. Does it mean that the economy is going to collapse and this is the contagion that's going to lead to a 2008 kind of event? The answer, in my opinion, is absolutely no. The steps that were taken to basically um, provide what we call living wills, provide additional scrutiny, especially over the largest banks, those are pretty sound uh, banking practices, and, and banks are on pretty good footing right now. It's just, you know, we, we need to find out what actually happened with this bank.
0: So if you're sitting there right now and, and you've got money in a bank, you know, and, and you're like, okay, should I be scared? There, You wouldn't go pull any money out right now.
1: Well, I don't have over $250,000 in any bank. So So you're insured off, you to 250, to,
0: right? I mean, that's yeah, the point, yeah, right? But yeah, okay. Right. So so look at these, what the US Treasury these, said they were going to do height. They they said that they would make sure that every depositor would would be made whole up to that level, right? Then they said that right. that they would not bail out the bank. Is that a good thing right. or not?
1: No, they're not bailing out the shareholders and they're not bailing out the bank. But what they're saying is that they are looking ways at ways to cover those deposits over 250000 And the reason why they're doing that is a lot of that is payroll money that's been deposited in this, in this bank that then would, would necessarily go out in payroll, go out to pay the IRS uh, payroll taxes. And so when you, when you look at this, you've got to look at where the harm could be and the harm could be to those depositors who, you know, can't bank in five different institutions if they have payroll over 250000 And so should, should we look at ways that we could additionally secure those kinds of deposits? I think we should in terms of um, uh, uh, insurance, basically like FDIC. But for the average American who is not going to have more than you know, certainly the average American does not have $250,000 in cash in a bank. And if you do, you better make sure you know how that bank is investing, um, what the capital requirements are, and what the capital plan is for that bank. Because, you know, obviously, if they're making risky decisions with the capital, that puts your money at risk.
0: Well, I- it's got people nervous. Uh, there's no question about that. And of course, uh, with everything that's been going on in in the economy, people are wondering whether or not this is an indicator of of more to come. And so, it's it's good to hear what you're saying. Can you hang in there? I've got a couple more questions for you. Okay. Sure. Uh, former United States Senator Heidi Heitkamp. Let's get to the weather. Former United States Senator Heidi Heitkamp is our guest. We're talking about banking. We're talking about the news of the weekend. Uh, questions coming in, Hyde uh, One saying, should I be nervous at all if I'm a member of a credit union?
1: No. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the credit union deposits are also guaranteed. And so, um, you know, I don't know what your listener is concerned about, but um, if they don't have more than the guarantee amount, which I think is actually similar to the guarantee that um, you have in a, in a commercial bank, uh, you shouldn't be worried. Okay, what about... I think I think the biggest, <clears throat> if I can just say this, Joel, the biggest concern people should have is not whether their financial institution is close to doing this. The biggest concern that they should have is whether this creates a contagion, which then will drive economic factors down. And so it's the overall economy that we should be worried about. But I also want to say this, Joel, about bailouts, because everybody's going to say, "Don't do a bailout." I don't know what a bailout is, but I think I got in trouble probably on your show way back when when I said the worst mistake I think we made was making uh, letting Lehman's go, which really created a a catastrophic and and contagion effect that that really drove that was the event that led to the 2008 Great Recession. Well, you know, my point is when you look back and you say, okay. The government created TARP, which was the Troubled Asset Relief Program, and everybody's like, that's a bailout. The government made billions of dollars seizing those assets and reselling them. And so most of these banks are overcapitalized. They have enough capital to pay for the deposits, to pay their business. It's just not liquid. And when, when somebody comes in and has a run on the bank, that creates the problem. That creates the stress, and that's why the bank got shut down.
0: Somebody wants to know, uh, does a person have to worry about IRAs and money market accounts?
1: You know, that's one thing that I've been researching because we all have probably, if, you, if you've if you been saving for your retirement, you have uh, your money in an IRA. The question is whether it, if that IRA is invested in the stock market and we see a stock market reaction to this, you're going to see your assets uh, get diminished and depleted by that. I mean, you know, let's say that you're invested 50% in equities and equities take a 20% hit. Your portfolio is going to take a hit. Okay, And so that you've got to look at where your investments are.
0: So also uh, you've got $20,000 of disposable cash. I know not a lot of people have that, but this is the, the scenario I'm throwing out there is, do you ever see yourself putting any of that into crypto? Heidi?
1: No, never, never. I mean, I am. I, I know people get really mad when I say this because they say you don't understand it. But but my point is, if I can't understand it, and I'm I'm not the stupidest person I know, right? If I can't understand it, then most people can't understand it, and I don't invest in anything I don't understand. And so I got in a kind of disagreement with some people over the weekend about this, as this was happening. We were looking at the crypto problem. I said, look. If I invest in dollars, I know that that has the full faith and credit of the United States of America, at least unless we default on our debt. But I know that that dollar is worth a dollar because it's backed by the economy and by the government of the United States. There's nothing backing crypto. Crypto is a market-based currency. And so if the market declines, crypto is going to decline. But when you look at what people have been able to do who are in the crypto market uh, you know the young man who was just arrested in the in the bahamas you don't know what they're doing with the money that you've invested in crypto it's it, it's like an unregulated bank in my opinion and so i would never put money in crypto but that's me and i don't care what celebrity tells me to put money in crypto if i don't understand how how it's secured i'm not going to invest in it
0: so overall, I mean, when, when you take a, a general look at how this is all shaking out, it, it seems as though you're not panicked at all by this. Uh, you know, I guess, so let, let me just read what, what one individual sent sent in. Isn't there a benefit to these large bank banks closing also? They'll uh, now be billions of dollars flooding the market now, and the other large banks will be uh, getting those deposits, creating more funds yeah. into their bank
1: yeah and and this is the too big to fail scenario which is exactly why we drove the the amendments that we drove in 2018 because we saw bank consolidation because those large banks are better equipped to handle large scale regulation right it's economies of scale they have tons of people who do this work for them and if you're a small community bank you don't have that kind of um ability to to meet the regulatory requirements that they would put on uh, chase bank or they would put on Wells park. Okay. And so the, what you're going to see now probably will be additional consolidation over the weekend. They asked Jamie diamond, if he would buy the Silicon Valley bank, he said, absolutely not. He did that once in 2008, it was nothing but a headache. And so, you know, that the, the white night scenario where a large bank will come in and buy these, these uh, regional banks that are now, Experiencing, uh, I would say, depositor insecurity. The, the, the you know, that's not going to happen like it did in 2008 when the government begged these large banks to buy troubled okay. assets.
0: Well, it certainly isn't any time to have a debate over the debt ceiling. Uh, no question about that. <laughs> Heidi. Well, that the truer words were never spoken, yeah. Joel. All right. Uh, when we come back, Dave Lee, we're going to talk about the passing of uh, Bud Grant.